0: Greetings. Welcome to Space Court.
1: What were your perceptions or ideas about hitchhiking before hitchhiking ever entered your scope of possibility?
2: Right. I feel like the heyday of hitchhiking was in the 70s. Okay. So I kind of feel like I missed it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a thing my mother told me never to do because it's dangerous. Mm. And therefore, I was probably a little bit scared about it, to be honest. Sure. And it turns out I was scared for all the wrong reasons. Space cord,
0: space cord.
2: I would like to think I'm spontaneous, but I'm also a bit of a control freak. So the I'm not sure how this is going to go, where I'm going to get to, where I need to sleep tonight thing was an interesting life
0: change Mm. for me. We invite you to join us as we remember the first time Bella ever hitchhiked in her life. We would like to introduce you to the brave bitch that said, yes, to the opportunity to hitchhike with her oily suitcase. Bella Gregory. Capricorn sun. Cancer moon. Cancer rising.
2: Yeah. Because it was quite an ambitious day. I mean, having never done it before, I really can't talk, but you were saying this is ambitious. <laughs> And you do it like essentially for a living. And I was thinking, (laughs) oh, oh, okay, this professional hitchhiker is telling me that this is an ambitious day. And this is my first. Okay, cool. And like, I don't, I'm in a different country with a small wheelie bag, like a carry on sized. Yeah. How is this going to go?
1: Gosh, so good. So, yeah, I think it's important for the listeners to know that this um, excursion took place in New Zealand. Per our meeting in Spain, we had talked about a reunion of coming back together and lo and behold, we made it happen three years later. So in 2018, August, September-ish, we find ourselves in Hokotika, New Zealand. and South Island. Correct. Pella and I are more or less going in the same direction and I proposed to her that she should consider hitchhiking.
0: We would like to introduce you to a professional hitchhiker that has been hitchhiking for almost a decade rachel villa cancer sun cancer moon gemini rising to my pleasant surprise you were very
1: open to it there was not much resistance however i did say it was going to be an ambitious day because anything longer than four hours drive to me is ambitious because you just don't know like there are so many variables to consider and the longer the distance, obviously, the, the greater the risk of not making the destination. As a yeah. professional hitchhiker, I will say that I have, I think I've made all of my destinations except for two. And I have hitchhiked. Wow. Yeah, I have hitchhiked that shit amazing time. And so while I knew it was a possibility, I was very optimistic. The distance was 420 kilometers, give or take, to give a, sure. an actual measurement. That's an approximate five and a half hour drive. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of time to be in a car with anybody.
2: But also, so when you say there was not much resistance from me, this is kind of like the perfect storm for my first hitchhiking experience because I'm with you and you're a professional. Mm. And so there was someone to teach me the ropes and that was Mm. good. And, you know, like just having a buddy to do it with at all Mm. is more fun. That's better. It's true. Although potentially more difficult. I don't know. Right. Also, we were in New Zealand. So New Zealand, like super friendly country, Mm -hmm. really safe, fine. Mm -hmm. We were on the South Island of New Zealand, Mm -hmm. which has pros and cons. Pros being there are no roads on the South Island of New Zealand. So there are very few Mm -hmm. paths that cars can take that don't go past you. Mm -hmm. And, The con is there are also no people on the Mm -hmm. South Island of New Zealand. It's mostly (laughs) sheep. So fewer people driving on fewer roads, but Mm. they're more likely to go past you. And they're more likely to be friendly people. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, there wasn't much to resist.
1: Yeah. Life experience
2: my mother told me not to do. I'm in. Great. Let's do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, and you know, another thing to note about culture, because I've hitchhiked in many different countries, New Zealand does have a culture that is familiar with hitchhiking. It's not a super foreign thing. Yeah, so I think you're right that it was kind of the perfect set of ingredients to make a hitchhiking cake. For me, I was very excited. I mean, I haven't hitchhiked much with another person, so I certainly had some concern of how that was going to affect things. But of course, you know, I am very willing and open to. Discover different avenues of a lifestyle that I already live. So I was happy to be sharing the journey with you and strangers. Um, I'm honored. (laughs) It was amazing that you had the wheelie bag because that's, (laughs) you know, just (laughs) ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But I think it did help our case in some instances, you know. They see a a backpacker and then they see this this woman with a wheelie (laughs) bag, and it's clearly got to pique your curiosity.
2: I would assume, you know. Who's looking just slightly nervous? Clearly never done this before. Let's find out who they are because they look like the odd couple. This is going to be fun.
1: Right. I had made a sign the night before um, that said <laughs> South. And yeah, I'll kind of let you take the storytelling from here because, you know, I'm interested in your perspective, what you remember. And, yeah, but also yeah. the notes that I found in my phone.
2: Oh gosh, So let's do it. the notes that I found in my phone say so 9.50 a.m. started in Hopatika. You were really in control at this point and I was just hanging out. I was watching the master at this sure. point. Sure. It was the beginnings. So at 10, mere 10 minutes later, we are picked up by Rick, who I have noted was a drummer who runs a mountain bike company. Not really oh. sure why I felt the need to write that down, but I did. Information. Um, and he was, he was going somewhere to help a, ha- a friend build a house or something. So he drops us off at 20 past 10 in a place called Ross. Mm-hmm. So, so I've written 10, 20, start hitching in Ross. 10.21, it starts raining. So our first guy, Rick, was really nice. Rachel was in the front seat. Mm-hmm. He was really friendly. He was like, who are you people? I'm not going very far. I wish I could take you further. I had my photo taken with him, you know, yes. like super hug. Like he was, he yeah. was a friendly uncle yes. and it was really sweet. So wonderful first experience, mm. like terrific. Couldn't be better. It was great. <laughs> so 10.21, it starts raining. Okay. My phone tells me yes. it was half an hour. 31 bit... minutes okay so 10 we're in a tiny town we're standing outside closed shops there's mm-hmm. nothing really open except maybe a convenience store it's raining mm-hmm. i have a wheelie bag where you teach me shoulder dances so yes. like we're jazzing up the thumb out thing already and then at ten fifty-two we get picked up by joe and mm-hmm. nine his dog
0: And we proceed to
2: drive very fast and talk about hunting and training hunting dogs is what I've written. (laughs) So when I said in the preface to this conversation that I was scared for all of the wrong reasons, like the reason that my mum told me not to go hitchhiking was because she thought I'd meet some psycho and be murdered. And, you know, there have been stories of that in Australia in the 70s, Mm. early 80s, whatever. It's not really a thing here much anymore. So I Mm. thought I was going to be murdered. The real problem is that you have no control over whether or not someone's a good driver and if you get picked up by Joe and Mm -hmm. New Zealand roads are windy and Mm -hmm. mountainous and like they are dangerous and so you're getting in a car with someone you've never met, who may or may not actually be able to drive, right? That's what you need to be scared of.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. That was
2: the thing that I should have been worried about. Anyway, right. so we get in Joe's car, and you were in the front again because I wasn't mm-hmm. able to handle this at this point. True. Um, I was really admiring your ability to morph into a person who can talk to anybody. I mean, it's not Mm. that you're not already that person, but you just morphed into somebody that Joe wants to be friends with. Mm. And, That was amazing to watch. Mm -hmm. I was kind of distracted also because I didn't really want to talk about hunting and you couldn't see it but there was garbage piled in the car everywhere and there was nowhere to put my feet in the back seat behind the driver so I had my feet like up on mountains of rubbish (laughs) and my (laughs) knees around my ears and I was not terribly comfortable and trying not to knee this man in the back of uh, because I was already worried about his driving ability, I didn't want yeah. to distract him any further.
1: No. it was
2: all kind of horrifying, and I'm <laughs> glad that I had that because I don't feel like I had a real hitching experience till you do that.
1: Sure, so sure. So got that,
2: tick that one off the list. <laughs> we were only with him for half an hour. At eleven mm. twenty-three, Joe drops us in Harry. Harry, or mm-hmm. you say that? I was like terrified for that whole time.
1: Yeah, there was so a lot just, of elements there. There was a and lot going on. Yeah understandable. The scary driver for sure is a story because honestly, when people ask me like, aren't you afraid? Or did you ever think you were going to die? Or, you know, any of those kinds of (laughs) questions. One of the first responses that I'll have is about sometimes I do get in a car with a bad driver and I'm like, this could be it. This could definitely yeah. be it right now. Yeah. And it's for me to decide whether or not I need to get out of the car, like actually make that request or yes. am I prepared to roll the die? And like, yeah, this could be the day, you know? So obviously Oof. I, I roll the die and I am, I am still here today. And I would say, you know, the percentage of that is small. Um, so you're you're actually very lucky to have experienced that because <laughs> um, considering, I think, I mean, I'm excited to see what your notes say. I think we had four or five hitches, you know, to have yeah. that experience means yeah. for you, it's a high percentage, you know? Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember talking to you about bad drivers at some mm. point and i don't know if that was before joe it was probably inspired by joe like after joe i <laughs> probably went sense. okay okay so what the fuck how right. you... and you were like yeah well sometimes i say i want to get out of the car and then you just get out of the car and someone else will come mm. so you were not phased really by it which made <laughs> me feel better because i thought i was going to die but not in the way that my mum predicted <laughs> Then at 11.45, so what is that, 22 minutes later, we're picked up in a van by an Italian woman called Linda Mm. who was working in Franz Josef at uh, the Glacier. Yeah. Yeah. So now you entrusted me with the front seat. Yes. And, you know, like training wheels off, I had graduated (laughs) to being the one who was trying to hold a conversation and morph into the person that Linda might enjoy. <laughs> and I don't know if you decided that that was time because she was a woman or I mm. don't or mate, just like number three, third time who would go right. off on your own, spread your yes. wings and fly, small yes. hitcher. <laughs> but I was at the front and that was, you know, was fine. So then you're making judgment calls. So I mean, conversation, sure, but conversation, don't be so entertaining that she wants to look at you um, right. because New Zealand roads are, windy and mountainous and dangerous. So you a couple of times were really funny in the back seat and she tried to turn around and at you and I was like white knuckled on the edge of the seat, going, Rachel, less entertaining in my head, but I didn't say anything. So but there's also that thing about we are trying to drive, what is that? Five hours in a day. Yeah. That's a long time to be in a car with anybody, but also as much as you're grateful for the ride and you're trying to be entertaining and you're kind of paying mm. this person back for their generosity in stories and humor, five hours is a lot to talk oh, yes. or to listen to or like so to maintain the energy. So I was like, okay, I have no idea how long this ride is going to take. How much do you talk to the person and how much is comfortable silence okay and
1: how do you tell the difference with this yeah. person that you just met? I find so many opportunities to work on these things. I mean, when I just want to sleep, that tends to be my number one, because it is, it's such an energetic exchange, an exhausting energetic exchange. And very often I've already been traveling the days before. And so I'm I'm entering in very often a state of depletion. So for me to ask and be brave and say what I need this actually spills over into many areas of my life. But I feel like here's this opportunity with a stranger to practice that. I mean, do I actually exercise it? I would say it's a 50% chance because there is this strange obligation of, oh, but they're generous. And, oh, I, what am I <laughs> contributing? And, you know, like there's all of those, you know, self-talk that really tries to shake you from like what you actually need.
2: 50% yeah. of the time you'll say, do you mind if I have a nap? Do you yeah. mind if I sleep?
1: Yeah. Wow. And those are generally breaking points, you know. I guess it depends. There's so many variables that come into play of my state of being in that moment. But the more that I've hitchhiked, the more that I've recognized this as a thing of like, this is a serious need of mine. And if I'm not honoring myself, then I'm not even honoring the conversation that I'm having with this person. I'm not honoring this entire journey that we're sharing. So that hitchhiking
2: has so much to teach me, and I knew that at the time, but (laughs) just wow. You are talking about life skills that hitching has taught you that I still don't have as a grown adult who's been around a while. Like, I,
1: yeah, yeah. When you say I'm a professional hitchhiker, I think that's true. And that's purely based on experience of it. I have hitchhiked thousands of miles in many different countries. And so with that kind of experience comes those opportunities. And I do always try and take whatever my current travel, transport mode, whatever that situation is, how is that paralleling or how is that applicable in my other areas of life I don't necessarily see them as separate hitchhiking self hawaii self hiking self lazy self all of these things are very connected so for me it's all about finding those connections and making them opportunities to work on whatever that is that keeps showing itself or presenting itself lessons surrounding fear lessons surrounding growth lessons surrounding trust I mean these ones are always constant that is very impressive But that's my journey, you know, I definitely recognize again, I think I'm part of a 4% population that hitchhikes and does this to exercise, you know, those areas of life and has a belief surrounding sharing the journey and in that way, in a literal sense and then in a metaphorical one, you know, I do take the microcosm of hitchhiking and take it to a macro scale of like, look at this strangers are sharing the ride aren't we amazing you know like we're doing good things for humanity you know yeah that's very romanticized but that's 100 percent my nature about everything
2: <laughs> so we were with italian linda for an hour and five minutes we get dropped in France, France Joseph Glacier. Mm. 20 minutes later, at 1.10, we get picked up by John, heading to Fox Glacier. So Fox Glacier is not very far away. And that was as far as he told us he could take us, essentially. And then we got in the car and learned that he was going all the way to where we wanted to be. And he had said Fox because he needed to stop for coffee. I was in the front again, to the point that you were just making. He had hitched before. I haven't written it down, but did he hitch through Iran or something completely bizarre in
1: his youth, Iran or Iraq or Interesting. You know, something I'm like that? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Well, you were in the front seat. You have, you know, there's and, more yeah. talking happening up there.
2: And he was asking why we were hitching. Mm -hmm. And we did kind of spit out this romanticized belief in humanity. It's better for the environment. I don't need a car of my own, you know, share the journey kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he was on board with all of that. And then just made some off the cuff comment about, yeah, but it's also cheap, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. So yeah.
1: yeah. Yes, it's cheap. And it would be interesting to see if my life choices led me to choose hitchhiking as much as I did. If I, you know, had tons of money in the bank, if I even had a credit card, you know, these kinds of things, like perhaps my story would be different. But there is something about traveling in foreign countries and having these opportunities to meet people that live in the place that I'm traveling? Just a day in a life. What does this person do?
2: I mean, that's the best part of traveling, meeting the locals. And that's real traveling when you find out how they live and who they are Mm
1: -hmm. and -hmm. how the country
2: works and what the – so to really travel, you have to meet local people and Mm -hmm. see how they live and what they do and how the country works and what the problems are and what they think. And you have to do that. But there aren't that many ways to meet people in their own country when you're traveling. Yes. Because, you, I mean, you can in a bar or a cafe, but that's kind of hard and it's limited exposure and, right. and they may or may not persist with the conversation with you. There are not that many ways to do it. A hitching mm-hmm. is a great way to meet those people.
1: It's true. It's pros and cons, you know, in this contained area for X period of time with a stranger, but it does force conversation that you otherwise probably wouldn't have with that individual if you were at a cafe or if yeah, with you met the person them on the you would never meet. Yeah.
2: You're right. Um, that was fun. <laughs> so we spent the rest of the day with John, who was lovely. Like what mm. a wonderful thing. He had told us he was going to Fox Glacier. So we stopped at Fox Glacier like half an hour in for coffee. And I was trying to buy him a coffee and he mm-hmm. wouldn't hear of it. Here's me like with a wheelie bag, <laughs> not really a hitcher. I have a budget for a holiday. I can buy the man a coffee. <laughs> and I think that that was probably quite apparent, but he wouldn't hear of it. I think no. that he was, I mean, generous to a T, but also mm-hmm. think he was like, no, this is part of the hitching experience that you accept mm-hmm. generosity from other people, which I'm not very good at. And so that was a whole thing for me. And then we got petrol and that was also weird because in my normal life I would I would contribute to the costs of that and I was just sitting in the car going oh okay I mean I guess the man was going to pay for the petrol anyway but this feels a bit weird mm-hmm. so then that was the same lesson again because clearly I hadn't learned it the first time And so he picked us up at 10 past 1 Mm -hmm. and he dropped us off at this specific address that we were trying to get to just before 6. Wow. So... That was a lot. In that time, we had coffee and he bought petrol. And we did do a detour at our request. I'm pretty sure it was at your request <laughs> to go to these blue pools, this like glacial runoff, which forms a freezing but crystal clear blue river. Mm-hmm. And there's a walking bridge over it. And yeah. so we said, do you mind if we detour? Like, How did we pull that off? I don't know how you did that, but we did that. We went for a walk and I guess we spent 20 minutes, half an hour out of the car. Yeah. Just having a walk looking at this beautiful so vista, beautiful. the valley, um, having a chat. You and skinny dipping.
1: Yeah. Um, cold plunges, all about those cold plunges. I think you had said to him, do you mind if I go for a swim? And he was like,
2: eh, sure, you know, do we want? Yeah, whatever. i meant swim in swimming my birthday suit. Don't be offended. And he was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> like just completely unfazed. And then you gathered like a cheering mob <laughs> because there weren't that many cold dipping no so you know people were really excited for you it was great it was holidaying with this lovely human in his 60s that i'd never met before
1: i mean what a beautiful end to Uh, a very full day of uh, hitchhiking experiences
2: yeah really great the whole day was really great i mean apart from joe nearly killing us right so just watching you have conversations with all of these people joe not my people someone who goes hunting That's not a thing for me. That's not my world. I would have struggled if I'd been in the front seat with him, not not my people. Just finding shared ground. I mean, probably wouldn't have been that hard. Oh, you like dogs? Okay, cool. It was wonderful to watch you.
1: There are not many people that get to witness that world of mine, Pella. And I'm very honored and glad that you were a part of that. And that it all panned out like pretty perfectly. I think you did get a very accurate season of what hitchhiking is and what it looks like and mm. what it takes and the exchanges that are made or not made, you know. So with your preconceived ideas and notions about hitchhiking, what were your takeaways?
2: So the biggest I've already said is that I was scared for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. The second is that I would pick up hitches. That's the thing I would do now which is a problem because I don't have a car and don't drive very much, (laughs) so (laughs) I'm not converted because I don't have the necessary equipment to reciprocate. Sure. You know, I would encourage other people to do that, and it's a fun story. It is really soul-regenerating. Humans are good. If you Mm. give them the opportunity to help you and you tell them what you need, Mm. humans are very often good, and that Mm. was really nice. That was a really nice thing. And there are all sorts of other lessons in it. I'm not very good at asking for help. I'm not very good at accepting generosity. I'm not very good at stating what I need. If I feel like I'm going to put other people out at all, that's uncomfortable for me. So there's a lot of things in there that are kind of uncomfortable all rolled into a package, get in a car with someone you've never met before. Mm -hmm. The hitching of it takes your mind off the other lessons and then you kind of stumble into some things Mm -hmm. so that was great yeah one of the things that you were telling me through the day which I have forgotten Mm -hmm. is that you were saying that it's a two-way negotiation getting in a car because like in my head if someone stops for you you get in the car And you were saying, no, someone stops for you. They roll down the window. You have a conversation. You have a look at the condition of the vehicle and what's in it. You talk to the person about where they're going and and then it's a two-way decision. So you could have somebody stop and you could pass up that opportunity and say, no, I'd rather not. I'll wait. And I was like, that blew my mind. That's another
1: life lesson. A thing to recognize in that is I do feel as the hitchhiker, you're absolutely in a more vulnerable place. But I think there is a lot of power in vulnerability. So it's really important to... Attune with your intuition and, yeah, assess the situation. Is this something you're interested in getting in? All of my signs say the direction, north, south, east, west. They never say exactly where I'm going until I've assessed where they're going and if that's matching up and these kinds of things. I want to extract as much information from them as I can before they know anything about me.
2: That's a pro tip. That is a hot tip right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If this conversation has swayed you at all... (laughs) You don't have a car, so you haven't picked up any hitchhikers. Have you hitchhiked since our experience?
2: I have not. I mean, I also haven't traveled overseas since that experience, except for work. So that's, you know, I'm on a deadline.
1: And it doesn't cross my mind to hitch in my own city. Sure. City hitching is the worst. I'll tell you that much right now. Another pro tip, city hitchhiking, any city, especially big cities like Sydney, no thank Mm. you. Mm -hmm. I've hitchhiked in Los Angeles. Oof. And our day ended up being, what was it, from 10 a.m.? To eight-hour day, and we went four hundred and twenty kilometers. Los Angeles for me to go, what I believe to be the equivalent of thirty kilometers, took me four hours. (laughs) This is when this is when my entire again theory that you know maybe my hitchhiking days are done. You know, like as much as I believe in in what I'm doing, and I believe in this experience, and I wish others could experience it and be open to it. Mm. That really was hard. Yeah,
2: so I haven't hitched. I haven't picked up any hitches. I haven't seen any hitches since.
1: You said that you would pick up hitchhikers. Would you hitchhike again?
2: Possibly. Probably not on my own. Okay. Possibly with another person, yeah. There are all sorts of scenarios in which I would consider it on my own in an emergency or whatever, for so sure, like whatever that takes. If you get stuck somewhere, yeah, I know it's an option now and I know how to do it. The shoulder dance is key. Hot tip number three, ask <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> A little boogie. I mean, it also keeps your legs awake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was uh, really enjoyable, revisiting that with you because we really haven't talked about it since that time. No. Um, yeah, it was fun. Anyways.
2: Hey, um, mm-hmm. so I have just turned 40, as you know, yes. and I had forbidden speeches at my birthday party. Mm-hmm. And so instead, my best friend, because she likes abiding by the rules, instead of a speech, she wrote a quiz about me Oh, which was brilliant, and hitchhiking featured in the quiz.
1: <gasps> Amazing! That's yeah. that says that says something profound.
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: What are my final thoughts?
2: Do I think that everybody should try everything once? Not everything, <laughs> mm. but it's certainly still a valid option in the modern day. And people are good. That's mm. how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, that is one of the huge takeaways that I am constantly reminded of
2: a lesson I learned from the Camino trust in God but tether your camels so what I mean is like hitching is an option but take some precautions and go in with open eyes but but absolutely trust in God but tether your camels Mm. not that I believe in God in any way but
1: you know put an asterisk next to that and add it to the key points also (laughs) thanks for that very much I think that was Very informative and very helpful for people that are curious about hitchhiking to any degree. Right. Happy to Um, help. Space Cord,
0: Space Cord.